listening to Think. It's like Think, but with an M instead of an N, so it's Think, a podcast for learning, a educational-ish podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue, and with me as always is my co-host, Paul Vine. Jamie Lee Curtis is in this one. And this is episode 70, uh, 69 plus one, call that a 70, and... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess we're going right into H2O, the Halloween 20th anniversary. I don't remember anything about that movie, actually. Good, let's immediately get out of that. I can cut that that down later. Um, so this is, how, how many weeks of quarantine for you, Paul? This is my third week, and buddy, uh, I had a meeting with mm-hmm. my, my boss yesterday. So they tried to, well, I shouldn't say they tried to. They asked me if I would mind welding. So I got my welding certificate through my work four years ago or something like that. Uh, And it's a thing that if you don't do it, if you don't weld for a year, it expires. So my certificate is long since expired. But Hey, buddy, I thought your job was um, very far from welding. Um, What is your job? My job office is, work plus the occasional welding. No, so it's it's mostly figuring out like why hospital beds have failed, um, and part of that was like, you know, part of the reason things fail is because welds go bad or we we didn't weld properly, um, mm-hmm. or various other reasons. So I took a like week long welding class to get my like beginner's welding certificate through my work, so I would. When no. you took a class without me, yeah, this was like five years ago. How oh, was five, five years, years ago. ago? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you this is part of the podcast. Probably, it's probably before we did the podcast, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I was doing the podcast without you for like a couple episodes. Yeah, so that's like probably 10. when you were learning. That's probably when you learned how to be Mister Mister Welder. Um. Anyway, so they, my they co-host asked- Paul the Lapsed Welder Vine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they asked for volunteers because our work is trying to like ramp up production because we make hospital beds um and hospital beds are kind of a thing that people want right now um, what's your company do you want to go on the podcast on record and say I'm, the company you work for i mean if you now that i've said hospital beds i feel like mm-hmm. it's pretty easy like top, like, like people, top five if you google hospital bed manufacturers yeah if you google hospital bed cincinnati you will probably find it considering it's like the hospital bed company within driving distance but do sure. you want me to bleep that out later or we just i mean people know i'm you. in since we know i'm in cincinnati uh, cincinnati's big it, it's got a big metro could, area. it could this all could be an extended bit um anyway so they asked if i would volunteer to weld um and i didn't because uh, a, I haven't done it in forever, so I don't feel comfortable welding. And B, um, like last week, I had basically a panic attack because I was upstairs on a call, and the name of your band felt no. This was I'm upstairs in my house on a oh, call, okay. and I felt um like feverish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I basically had like an anxiety attack for the rest of the night because I was like convinced that I was sick um, of the Corona. Yes. So the idea of like going into work onto like the plant floor and mm-hmm. 
doing that like gave me severe anxiety um and so like you almost had a panic attack just from thinking just from thinking that you may have corona virus yes. sorry covid19 yeah um, um so that's where that's kind of where my head is at but um they they did manage to find a couple other people in our department who did volunteer um god bless them um and then like two of the other people on our team got pulled off to fill in those spots so right now our team is down to like just me and a buddy of mine um so just a check you normally do computer work right I no, I I work on a computer. You work on a computer, right? Yeah, I work from a desk. Yes. Okay, it's not normally hands-on. Uh, there there is stuff, right? Uh, there is if I'm looking at like parts of why stuff failed, which is like ostensibly my job. Okay. But yeah, this this would have been an extraordinary thing of like because they're ramping up production, they are like trying to hire a bunch of people to. Um, help meet the the quota that has suddenly increased of like two of our bed lines. So, um, I don't know. I, it, there's like a whole thing of like how weird I feel about the fact that um, I'm like having anxiety about the thought of going in, and then there's people who are like having to go do that. Yeah, and feeling like. There's like a guilt there. Um, so yeah. that's that's where I so that's how quarantine's been treating me for you know hitting week three of all right indefinite. We still don't know. let's just talk about our anxiety. Let's get into our insecurities. That's a good that's a good start into this episode. Yeah, a fun get... a fun educationalist comedic thing to talk about is like crippling anxiety uh yeah uh well you know you get it sometimes i think it happens to all of us when we need we you know as the large children that we are need structure and routine and you know i always thought plays would be limiting because you have to have one location and staying mostly in my house for about a month now yeah they're limiting yeah there's a lot of stuff you have to cut out I do like bottle episodes, but a whole show of bottle episodes? Are you an actor? Is that your job? Are you doing uh, plays from home? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just trying to think about life as a, you know, what, what's the Shakespeare quote? The world is a, uh, life is but a stage. We are merely players. I think that's, sure. a Rush, that's that Rush song. <laughs> yeah, you know, Rush is Shakespeare. Top two artists of all time. Uh, all the world's a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need to double check it. That was just a loose metaphor for what I was saying. It sucks being inside all the time. Um, it's starting to get nice out, and yeah, it's. I mean, I've been able to open the windows, and I can go for walks, but like, haven't really wanted to do that. Yeah, it's like we're all on house arrest. Yeah. Except, like, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. you, sometimes you get fired when you're on house arrest, too. That's true. Usually if you get arrested, you unfortunately lose your job. Yeah, a lot of people have lost their job. 
Um, yeah, it's April 1st. So, A, first off, happy April Fool's Day, which is happy super holiday. Happy April Fool's Day. You got any good pranks? You hear any good pranks today? Um, now, the funniest prank that I saw uh, is an old one that I mm-hmm. saw on Twitter where somebody invited some friends over to show them how to prepare uh, chicken, like roast chicken. Oh, they invited friends over? No, this is right this now? is no, this is like old. This is an old okay. thing from a couple years ago. Um and they invited some friends over. And I don't even know if it was an April Fool's Day thing. Um, but they showed them how to roast a chicken. Um and the first step was to remove the eggs from the chicken. And what they had mm-hmm. done is they had taken two eggs and put it inside the the chicken that they were going to roast. Uh huh. And then and then convince their friends that this is like a normal step of like or like if you buy an organic chicken, it comes with eggs in it uh, that you have to remove before you roast it. And those dummies believed it. I guess I don't. I mean, you know, who knows? But who, who knows? I thought that I thought that was pretty pretty good and harmless. That's pretty good and harmless. Um, speaking of the opposite of that, I've seen exactly one April Fool's Day prank today. Yeah, what was it? Um, from Orenthal James. I don't know what that is. Or OJ Simpson. Oh yeah, his said, his I did it tweet. Yeah, is that actually his account? Because I found another account that has mm-hmm. a very similar name that they basically mirror because there was another there was another thing a while ago that was very much hinting that OJ did it his thing is there any way to know uh it's not neither of them are verified so that's part of it you're right okay that is from the fake OJ account unless OJ has a uh what are finstas for twitter uh, what's a fake what's a, a shit it's a fake instagram where you post like about how you're sad or like sexy photos for your tight group of friends so like uh-huh. a shit posting account like an alt yeah i i don't know um yeah the real oj 32 i believe is oj simpson's account yeah that is the real oj and then there's his- another one that's like the exact same that had some very goofy stuff um like trying to stay away from that COVID nineteen, and it's the photo of him in the white Bronco. Oh yeah. So, um, the I guess it's dedication. If you if you mimic the actual account long enough, that nobody can tell. Here's one of him. Here's the, from the real one. I know that because it says the real OJ thirty two. Is that how old he is? 30, no, that was his number. Is and that the year he was born? Yeah, he was born in 1932. Checks out. He's in front of a Costco with a whole bunch of cups, bottled water, three large containers of um, bottled water, and then three large uh, bags of of um, toilet paper. So he's prepared. Oh, yeah. I see, I see this. Why does he have that cup? The bottled water, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Well, because he doesn't like drinking out of uh, bottles. So he gets a cup, man. He gets cups. Oh, hey, the turtle is Jesse McCartney. 
What? Or maybe it's not. Maybe they haven't revealed. I I look I after this. Wow. Wait. Was that just a fucking masked singer? Yeah. That was, oh yeah, no. Sorry. Sorry. After the Super Bowl, I watched the like an episode of the Masked Singer. And yeah, the show where Sarah Palin sang "Baby's Got Back." Yeah, "Baby Got Back," and then it went immediately into Trump's like the coronavirus yeah. is here and it's really bad. We got to shut cool. shit down. I know. Talk. Um, Tommy Chong was the pineapple. Yeah, Drew Carey was the llama. That's great. Is he any good at singing? Um, no, he's really bad from what I remember. I was yeah, that makes sense. He is Drew Carey. Um, Chaka Khan was on it. That's the thing. Is like it's just like a low level in the background for me of like. Because I looked it up once, now I just occasionally get trends about it. Well, you love hearing hit songs like Top 40s Through the Decades being sung by a varying range of celebrities. From, like, harmless to, like, complete awful people who really we shouldn't be. Like, has Sean Spicer been on that? I know he was on Dancing with the Stars. You remember Sean Sean Spicer? (laughs) I do remember Sean. A lot has happened. Remember how he was the Easter Bunny? Yeah, a lot has <laughs> happened in the past thirty years. years. <laughs> That's how long it feels like. Oh man, um, like I thought we were releasing episodes every week, but turns out we just didn't for a month. Yeah, that's well. This what's good is that this is an April Fool's Day episode, mm-hmm. so we don't. There's really no obligation to keep it going yeah, after this. We could right. just this is this the classic fools episode, the theme yearly tradition of just having a a a, a prank app. Yeah, well, like hell, hey, they're getting back to it. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. Well, we have been streaming. Yeah, we stream um, every week. There was a guy last week who was in there last Saturday. We stream on Saturdays. Pay attention to the Instagram for the time. It's flexible. Usually takes us about an extra hour to set up. <laughs> sometimes a two. <laughs> sometimes two. It took a while. Sometimes your VPN is on for an hour and you're actually connected to Canada and you don't realize why it's going so slow. Oh, is that why it was really bad? That is why it was going so slow. I turned my VPN off and it worked. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, the more you know. Um, but yeah, there's a guy asking us questions about what video games we like because we were talking mm-hmm. about Nick's VR setup. I got a VR set up. I, uh, Beat Saber is insane. Yeah, is it? I haven't gotten to play it yet. Yeah, Beat Saber's crazy. So I think this is weird, but also good. Um, the two games I've played have been Half-Life Alex, which is crazy good. I've only spent like two hours on it. And there was a issue because I moved my sensors, but I didn't reset the play area. Mm, where I started yeah. the game and it thought I was about 11 feet tall. And so I couldn't get into the area I needed to because my head kept bumping into the ceiling. Which yeah. um, felt very powerful, but then I realized was inconvenient. But in yeah. that one, you get... Because um, you've played the Half-Life series, right? You know about the gravity gun. Yeah, I'm familiar. Well, in this, because it, it's a prequel, instead of gravity gun, um, it was formerly known as the gravity gloves and the gravity gloves, and now they're called the Russells, and they're basically gloves you wear that yeah. can grab things. You know, So that's their, that's their excuse for like grabbing things from a distance right yeah um which is the force okay so you're positing that half-life takes place in the no 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 
because this is technology. All I'm saying is that like the mechanic by which the Russells work in Half-Life Alex is the same ga- gameplay mechanic that like the Force should use. And then Beat Saber is lightsabers. So when a good Star Wars game comes out for VR, it's going to blow my mind. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, what would be cool would be, um, did you ever play Metal Gear Metal Gear Rising. No, nope, I've never played any of the Metal Gears. Well, this isn't one of the. Like, I don't main... like snakes. Solid, uh, liquid, metal. He's not the one that I'm about to ask Old. about. He's he's not in. What? There's one without a snake. All right, that one I might be into. Yeah, uh, Platinum made a game called Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, where you play Raiden. Um, the Thunder guy from Mortal Kombat, Lightning yes. guy. No, he's the he's the um with the big hat. No, you put, he's got a sword. Um, but a big thing of that is using the sword to like cut enemies in very specific spots uh, to like dice them up to kill mm-hmm. them. That um, and that cool. seems like a game that would be very cool for... Yeah, I've heard when you're fighting with a sword, there are specific places that you want to cut people to dice them, which right. is on their body all over. Yes. That are, you more the- of, are you more of a slice or a dice guy? I'm a mince. I like to mince. You're a mince. Daniel Mince Plus. I don't know who that is. Is that McLovin? That is McLovin. Okay, good. I thought, I thought we could, he, uh, he's going to be on the pod today. Along with Jamie Lee Curtis, as we established earlier on. She had to drop out. Um, oh. She suggested him instead. Okay. I'm Turns glad out that they're, 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 they're close. Yeah. I don't know how they met. I haven't got that story, but probably I do the Yoda know Yoda 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 commercials. But, uh, yeah, he's Activity Love and notorious um, yogurt enthusiast. Yeah, Super Bad was funded <laughs> like ninety eight percent yogurt money. There's got is there a, there's a semen joke in that movie, right? It's been forever since I've seen Super Bad. Semen, there's... yeah, but we're talking about yogurt. I don't know the connection. All right, whatever. Um, do you remember? Have, what? We, wait, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say, do you remember? There's something about Mary. That was the whole thing. It was hair gel on that. Yep. Uh, All right, let's do Paul's top five cum jokes. <laughs> Number five. I don't, I, I, I don't even know if I can think of five cum jokes off the top of my head. Uh, um, there's, there's something, something about, about Mary. Mm-hmm. Number two, there's something about Mary. Number three, that one in Superbad. You know which one. We don't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number two, the one in the other Judd Apatow movie. And number three, number one. <laughs> number one, uh, Paul, come on. I'm saying them for you. You know, you're I, quite, the, the, one you always, the one you always reference. Which one? Um, From Airplane. There's no, there's no cum joke in airplane. Um, airplane too. I'm sorry. I was gonna say the closest. I mean, you get the. I like my coffee black, like my men. There's mm-hmm. like a. Um, That's not a cum joke. Uh, it would, there, be, it would might, be if I like my coffee white, like my cum. Uh, there might be one. I'm trying to think if there's one hidden in the the cockpit scene. But I don't think so. I think the closest you get is uh, you, you like visiting Turkish baths, like like implying getting rubbed down. But, oh yeah, that's kind of a 
there's there's okay. stuff that gets there's stuff that's like sexual in nature, but I don't think there's any explicit. I mean, that was like the '80s, you know. You couldn't. Yeah, be they didn't even have come back then. Yeah, that comes comes a recent invention. Mm-hmm. Um, After Y2K, that's when it started showing up. That's what. That's what. That how they fixed Y2K. <laughs> All the computers were gonna go bad unless they invented come. Ooh, so do we have homework this week? Um, yeah, we were supposed to watch uh, movies. This is a movie week. I I don't remember what last week was. <laughs> the last time we met. Um, well, we should be clear because of the quarantine, we are. Everything's been online. Yeah. Well, um, last week, ironically, our movie professor, teacher. Do we have teachers or professors? Both. Our professor. Um, you know, you know, it's really a quality thing. I mean, not a, it's it's a preference thing. You know, some people. I, like I, be, I believe we established there were like one hundred levels, mm-hmm. and what like two hundred levels. So I believe it yeah. would be a professor. Yeah. So the this maybe doctor, an adjunct. This doctor that teaches us movies. Um, Do- doctor with, movies. Doc Doctor movies. Uh, he couldn't figure out his web. Sorry, Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood couldn't figure. Yeah. Out. He just he, instead of giving us an assignment, he just um, spun little creamer cups around on his fingers, <laughs> and he seemed really sick, but like wouldn't say anything about it, and no one wanted to bring it up, so he just kind of like did a. Did the creamer trick and then threw him up and then he like did a little gun thing and then like exited out of the Zoom chat. So he left and then we're all like, is he okay? And then um, there's someone different teaching us now. Uh, so I think he's doing fine. Yeah. Good. So Professor Movies said, um, just <laughs> said something about um, King. Yeah, he wanted us to watch uh, some b- movie king. Something. Some movie king. Some. So, I, I watched a Tiger King because that's hot on the the fingers of every internet texter. Is that how we say things now? What the hell is Tiger King? It's the Netflix seven part series about Joe Exotic. In a, um, is that what we were supposed to watch? I think that was one of the options. Not it's really, you know, Professor Movies just talks so quick. It's well, hard it doesn't, to tell. The Zoom, the Zoom meetings keep getting uh, bombed. You know, with people coming in being assholes. So that's been a yeah. lot of fun. All these people are just trying to practice their like acapella. Um, or, re- or reenact the the opening of the Brady Bunch, which is fun, and I really like cool. it when I get to be uh, the the maid. I who hate shows me. up at the end and then looks around and is like these crazy people. Yeah, um, no, I watched. Uh, technically, I guess technically he's not in it, but the Scorpion King. I watched the Mummy. What the fuck's the Scorpion? Oh, the Mummy. And the Scorpion Wait, King technically tech- who's not in it. Well, the Scorpion King doesn't show up until the second Mummy movie. Wait, what's the second movie called? The Mummy Returns. Oh, the Scorpion King? No, no, no. Scorp- Scorp- so the Scorpion. This is what we found out. Um, this is another Fast and the Furious, isn't it? 
Dude, it's wild. Okay, so they made the mummy, right? Mummy. You're familiar with the mummy. We'll we'll talk more about that later because that's the film that I watched. They made a sequel. In the sequel, at the end, The Rock is a character. At the end of The Mummy 2. At the the end of The Mummy 2, yes. He looks really bad. The CGI is awful. Everyone knows how bad the CGI is. He plays the Scorpion In The Mummy 2? Yes. Okay. The Scorpion King, somehow, was a popular enough character or somebody in Hollywood was so invested in it, they spun the Scorpion King off and made the Scorpion King 1 movie with The Rock. Hold on. Back up. So, The Mummy. Number one. The Mummy. Brennan Fraser in Egypt. He's not Indiana Jones because he likes snakes. Uh, no, it's, they do, as, as, uh, our group of friends noted, there are multiple times in the mummy where they basically do like Indiana Jones, but they're like, oh yeah, we can't do snakes. So it's bugs. He doesn't like bugs. Also understandable. Okay. So Um, he, he doesn't like bugs and, but then he does like Rachel Weiss. Yes. And so they both take a plane down to Egypt where they have to recover a book. They no, they were in Egypt. Okay. So the he, he's Pharaoh part of checked like a golden book out of the library of Do um, you do you want me to go through Alexander? the entire plot of the mummy? What's that I big can, library that got destroyed? The library at Alexandria. Yeah, exa- Alexandria. That's what I said. That the the mummy checked a book out, and so to let his spirit finally sleep, Brendan Fraser wants to return the book. But then they're like, "You have to pay a fine," and that's how the movie ends on a cliffhanger. And then the mummy two is about them summoning the mummy back to life so that he can go get some money out of his bank account and then pay off the fine at the library. And then at the end, the Me- rock the rock plays someone at the library who's like, "I'm." the scorpion king and you hate bugs and you can't just go around treating books like that wait just wait till they tell my story and then it ends and then it's a prequel about how the rock got to work at that library and okay be king Cu- of bugs. A, a couple things one your version of the rock in this sounds very suspiciously like conan the librarian from uhf um i mean i think that character type <laughs> is worth more than maybe a two-minute bit um Two, literally the second movie is called The Mummy Returns. So if you wanted to go with a library bit, uh, he could be returning the book that he had borrowed. Yeah, no, so, that's what he's trying to. That's the yeah. thing. They have to bring him back to return it return so he can pay book. his fine. Okay, okay. Because they don't have any money. Because you, can, just... you, can, you know you can return a book without paying the fine. What? Yeah, but then they're, they're they not have gonna, it hanging they're, they're out. Gonna... No, but it's about they want him to be able to rest. Like the mummy, eternally. The... They don't, and he, mm, they don't want the mummy to rest. The, okay, the mummy comes back from, he like, they walk into his room and the mummy like jumps up and he's like, oh, I can't sleep, help me. And they're scared at first and then they realize it's due to the book. So then the second one is about returning him to human form so he can go to the bank and then, because the whole thing is he wants to die. The mummy is like, I want to die. Is this uh, wrong? Yeah, it's uh, completely incorrect. Okay, you tell 
Okay, so it's let me just start one more time. Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, they're friends and they fly planes together. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You're thinking of Tailspin. <laughs> You're thinking of the Disney. No, those are car- cartoons. Rachel Weiss is really tiny eyebrows, and Brendan Fraser is still <laughs> good looking. They crash land inside of a pyramid, and then the mummy pops up and is like, I want to die. But I can't sleep. I'm grumpy. Return my book for me. And then they take the golden book and go to that uh, Alexandria's library. And then they're like, good. And then they go through a lot of perils there. That's like the uh, that's the um, bottom half of the circle that Joseph Campbell talked about. And they get there. And then um, the librarian's like, oh, thank you for the book. But one problem. And then looks at the camera and is like, we're going to need the mummy to return it. And then credits. <laughs> and then then Mummy 2 starts in media res, where they're on a, wa- they're on a skipper kind of plane, g- going from the ocean and back in Egypt, but this time they have to walk a lot of way back. And then the mummy's like, why am I still alive? I told you to return that book to kill me. And then they look into the, they all look into the camera and they're like, "Nope, mummy, you're gonna have to return it, too." And then, um, then it's about them kind of like weekend at Bernie style, transporting the mummy halfway through Egypt, and then people are like, "Oh, that's um, a dead a corpse," and then they have to do magic to turn him back into a person, but they're like friends the whole time. No, is it wrong? <laughs> yeah, all, uh, the things that you've gotten correct is that there is a plane crash. That's about the only thing that you've gotten um, accurate. First off, um, well, I'll have to go to that later. Okay, plot of the mummy. Oh, are you just gonna read it like a narc? No, I'm gonna do it real quick, really quick. Brendan Fraser. Finds Hamanatra, City of the Dead. Rachel Weiss wants to go to Hamanatra because she wants to find uh, the 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 book of there's the book of the dead, and then there's also the book of Amun Ra, which is the gold book. She's looking for the book of Amun Ra. Shit happens. They wake up the mummy. Blah blah blah. Everything's you know whatever. So far, this sounds like I'm right, but I misnamed. The apartment building that the mummy lives in. Yeah. Um, second movie. That's the fir- that's the entirety of the first movie. No, the for the fir- there's more stuff in the first movie that I want to come back to. What I want to get to is is fight. Billy Zane in it. No. Wait, what am I he? thinking of? Titanic? I might be thinking of the spirit. No. Okay, go ahead. Um. Okay. Plot of the first mummy movie: The mummy wakes up, she's trying to bring his dead girlfriend back. They kill the girlfriend. Wait, the they, mummy they... wakes up. Yeah, the mummy wakes up. He was. And, what's... This... and he's like, "I miss my killed. girlfriend." Yes, he he was sleeping with like the pharaoh's daughter. This big no no. So they kill her, and then they don't kill him. They like wrap him and let him get eaten alive. Okay, um, and okay. then. 
That that happened, you know, in ancient Egypt in Thebes. Is the mummy the protagonist now? Because that sounds cute. Except the second part with the deaths. Um, he's not. He's the opposite of cute for like most of the film. I don't mean how he looks. I mean like his his feelings. Um. It's just a yes or no answer. It's, Paul. No, it's, it's complicated. not a difficult sigh. I mean, I, you don't get enough of their relationship. They seem that they were happy together, though. Obviously, it's a problem that, you know, the because he's a high priest and she's the mistress of the pharaoh. So that's, you know, cause problems. Um. Anyway, that classic situation. Yeah. You know, like a, a sitcom. Um, well, they won't. They will the pharaoh kill him. Yeah. What, what is Brendan Fraser doing here? Why is he attracted to this woman whose brother is a complete idiot? Um, yeah. Wait. Why is he attracted to this woman whose brother is a complete idiot? Oh, well, she's smart and a librarian. Yeah. So you got that she right. Libra- she's she's right, a librarian. Yeah. Also, I think he could be um, There's that whole attracted bit in the movie. to someone completely regardless of anything to do with their siblings. <laughs> well, you know, you want to make sure. I've never sure- been on a date and I'd be like, hmm, tell me about your brother though you want to make sure that you got good in-laws man she's perfect but jerry she's perfect but her brother a real dum-dum he's a fucking nutso man yeah that doesn't happen i mean unless it does that is that is definitely an episode of seinfeld is like finding the perfect woman and then uh realizing that her brother sucks and Mm -hmm. like you like sucks so much that like you're like, nah, I got to get out of this relationship. If that's not an episode of Seinfeld, when they reboot Seinfeld eventually, mm-hmm. which they will. Starring Pete Davidson, and it's called Davidson. Um. Anyway, Mummy Returns introduces the Scorpion King. The, they bring the mummy back because they think that the mummy can help them defeat the Scorpion King. Scorpion King is Dwayne Johnson in one of his like earliest like acting roles. Um, so this one, they are friends with the mummy. No, they're not friends with the mummy. They just happen to have the same enemy as the mummy. Is what's the what's that saying? What's that Shakespeare quote? All the world's a stage. Thine friend of enemy. Uh, wait, my what's that? The uh, you know the quote. You're good. You're word. You're the word. You're um. And if and if these um shadows do dismay, I don't fucking know, man. I don't read Shakespeare. There's no uh, earthly way of knowing the uh, the enemy of my um the <laughs> the enemy of the mummy is my friend. Yeah, sure. Um, the mummy of the Scorpion King is my mummy. Yes. Are you my mummy? Um, so they introduce the Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. Which side note? I know you just got a sentence back to talking, but here's um, I just want to interject something real quick. You're cool with that, right? Yeah, this is what the show's about, so fine. Yeah, just a quick thing. So I feel like there's a real duality of this movie because I'm looking up and finding out that um, Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson, um, won Choice Movie Villain at the Teen Choice Awards the year it came out. But also, Uh, but also, The Rock won Worst Supporting Actor at the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. Yeah, teens got which the... are which are the only two awards that this movie won out of um, several that they were nominated for. Well, 
you should be clear that the the things that they were nominated for are not like real awards. Wow, you're gonna throw shade at Saturn Awards like that? Okay, I guess the Saturn Awards is is real, but like, well, you're the... gonna talk shit about Golden Trailer Awards nomination for best title sequence? Our Golden Real have you awards no are... respect for the title sequence artist Paul? I've got respect for them. They just find a real awards. Um, well, so the the Scorpion King was such a popular character. They created the Scorpion King movie the year after the Mummy Returns came out. 2002 that starred Dwayne Johnson in his first like I like how you paused there I know you wanted to say the rock I know I I was reading the rock decision he's going by Dwayne Johnson now Mm -hmm. he's Dwayne Douglas Johnson well he doesn't go by that he could um well fine whatever I don't know anything about the Scorpion King I never watched it but what I do know now is that the Scorpion King is first movie in a five film series franchise that mm-hmm. ranges from 2002 with the scorpion king to six years later they made the scorpion king 2 rise of a warrior which does not have dwayne johnson in it oh who does it have instead uh some some kid i don't know uh because is it is it michael a prequel to the prequel yes it's the it's called Rise of a Warrior. Yes, it's a prequel to the Scorpion King, which was already a prequel to the Mummy Returns and the Mummy. Yes, it's set before both of those films. So they made two. They made three. Battle for Redemption. This sounds like another Fast and the Furious situation, Paul. They made four. Quest for Power, twenty fifteen, and the Scorpion King, Book of Souls. 2018 released. Yeah, but tell me about the the timeline of these. What do you mean? Okay, so the Scorpion King movie. Yeah. Scorpion King 2, prequel to the Scorpion King movie. What happens to Scorpion King 3? Is that a sequel to the Scorpion King 2? My understanding of it. My my understanding of it without digging too deep is that 2, 3, 4 are prequels to 5. Oh, hey, buddy. Sorry, sorry. Two, three, four, five prequels to one. Okay. That's, that's all that's, right. Um, turns out that the Scorpion King 3 Battle for Redemption does feature Billy Zane. So oh, yeah, he is. That's yeah, what I, I was just, thinking of. Yeah, he's the villain in that one. Why is, why is that the one that you remember? Um, I'm just a big, you know, a zaniac. Um, and it looks like they got Victor Webster played Matthias. Who is the Scorpion King in three and four? Yeah, baby, they got Kimbo Slice, they got Ron Perlman, they got Tamara Morrison, who you may know as I don't know. Jenga Fett. Also Aquaman's dad in the new Aquaman where he's I hot. mean they had Rutger Hauer and Lou Ferrigno in four. And not only is he Jenga Fett, he is every clone trooper. Yeah, well it's I mean they're I don't all know if fake. you know Star Wars lore. Yeah, they're all not real. Um, yeah the rest of them it looks like are sequels to each other except for and then it leads back to one which then leads into the mummy then leads into the mummy returns uh and then they made that reboot with tom cruise that was bad supposedly i never saw it um They've also made a TV series of The Mummy. I, I never saw the one with Tom Cruise, but I do assume that it's the same movie as Suicide Squad. Uh, the, that could be true. 
There's no way to know. <laughs> You'd have to watch the movies, and unless we are explicitly assigned that in the future, or like come up with a concept that like that, and then we're to actually do an episode based around comparing those two terrible movies, that seems almost um, too solid of an episode idea for us. Yeah. So the, I mean, to 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 wrap this back up, the Mummy is a good film. Brendan Fraser is good in that film and he's good in all the films that he's been in um and the fact that he like that's not true hey qu- quit acting hey, hey name one film Paul. that he's bad in um don't you I, dare it say it came out last Paul. year it's called oh. the poison rose starring john travolta oh, okay well i haven't seen that i didn't know he was uh, in that yeah i watched another bad john travolta movie um after uh, our assignment to do that and buddy let me tell you about poison rose so john travolta must have a fucking thing in his contract or maybe this is just a hallmark of bad movie writing where in this movie much like in the fanatic and in Gotti, he they talk about the city he's like mm, los angeles the city of angels no one i ever met out here was anything like an angel so I moved down to Texas. There's an amazing shot where he's like, and that's when I left the only woman I ever loved. And they like superimpose a headshot of the actress on the like ocean below as they do a drone shot passing by. It's incredible cinematography. Good. Uh, this seems great, actually. Yeah, no, um, it's good. It's got Brendan his... Fraser as um, a, 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 an effete, uh, corrupt doctor. It's got Morgan Freeman as a guy who plays cards. I believe he's a crime boss. It's got Famke Jansen. Who? Famke Jansen. Don't know if that's Peter Stormare. Yeah. Who's Famke Jansen? She played uh, Jean Grey in the X-Men and Xenia Onatop. Oh, Famke Jansen. Why didn't you say so? You're saying it. It's got Robert Patrick, T-1000. Oh yeah, Sheriff Bing Walsh is a great name. Um, Happy Chander is also a really good name. Uh, so I think this is based off of a book. Yeah, by Richard Salvatore. Um, so shout out to Richard Salvatore for coming up with good names like Slide Olson. Yeah, uh, that may have been. I don't know how faithful the movie is to the book, but that might be the only good part of this. I. I'm a big fan of According to Goodreads According to Goodreads um, Wow are you serious That's incredible Uh, You said that like that was someone that I thought Was like a legitimate person But I googled it And um, the the book Has a 2.67 Rating on Goodreads Out of 3 ratings Only 1 review And the official title in all caps is the Poison Rose with Jay Brandon, soon to be a major motion picture starring John Travolta and Morgan Freeman. Are you talking about Richard Salvatore? Are you dunking on Richard Salvatore right now? I am. Are, are, is he a friend of the pod? No, I, I don't know anything about this dude. I'm just saying I shout out to him for coming up with some good names. Uh, he's also a producer. Yeah, no, here's what I'm saying. I think that's a fake person. Oh, because you, you sure? Because... He produced Earth Minus Zero, Laws of Deception, Matter of Trust, Detour Video, Mel, 
if you only knew the giving tree enemies of laughter whacked deuces wild den of lions skeleton man Stole you know our idea. Right. He stole our fucking idea. <laughs> Joe Killionaire. Nick. Wait, Skeleton jo- Man? Hold on. <laughs> TV you movies. Ske- Wait, hold on. Man. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, you think Skeleton Man is our idea? Uh, my. I feel like that's probably our whole family. My whole family. No, ours is subverting that. Ours is Flesh Boy. Never forget Flesh Boy's our protagonist. Skeleton Man is nothing but a background character <laughs> in the ske- saga of Flesh <laughs> Boy. Is, is, <laughs> sure. Uh, my mom's new boyfriend. <laughs> Give him okay. hell, Malone. Okay, listen. I'm just. I want to read a paragraph for you that I found on the internet, and then I'm going to tell you. Just tell me if you think this is real. A real person. Just tell me if you think this is a real person. <laughs> I'm going to read you his bio when you're done. So yes. No, what I'm about to read you is his bio. <laughs> Okay, yeah, good. Born in the Bronx, a true New Yorker, he graduated Hofstra. Yeah, sorry, lowercase New Yorker. (laughs) He graduated Hofstra University while owning and operating with his family the popular Greenwich Village Popolini's. After 15 years of feeding a string of (laughs) soon-to-be stars, including Ethan Hawke, Kevin Spacey, Anthony Michael Hall... Cameron Mannheim, Matt Dillon, and Adam Sandler, which, just side note real quick, what a fucking choice of people to put Anthony Michael Hall sandwiched in between Kevin Spacey and Cameron Mannheim. I don't know who Cameron Mannheim is. (laughs) You're right. To sandwich Anthony Michael Hall and Cameron Mannheim in between Kevin Spacey and Matt Dillon. It's a good move. It's a good sandwich. He got back to the paragraph. He got bitten by the film bug and drove cross country to try his hand at producing films. His parents, singer Geraldine (laughs) and theater producer Steve, provide misplaced comma provided the creative genes to influence his new career. He finished his first novel, The Poison Rose, available on. Amazon. He self-published on Amazon. You're telling me a real person got that made into a movie? Um, I mean, he also, does have... mini he... biography, IMDb mini biography by Richard Salvatore. He wrote his own paragraph. Nick, I just want to point out, mm-hmm. he did spend 15 years feeding a string of young Zindabi <laughs> stars and at a popular restaurant. I mean, if 15 get, years you, of running a popular restaurant isn't enough to get you the money to to self-publish your own book and then also hire John Travolta to make a movie out of it. You're right. I mean, it was released think? by Lionsgate. It also received yeah. the best directing international award at the Terra di, Terra di Siena Film Festival. Okay, I should clarify when I say real person. I do think this guy is, like, alive and breathing, but I think there's something deeply illegal behind all of this. Nick, it was directed by the guy who wrote Bad Boys. Yeah, look at the rest of his credits. The Martin Lawrence Will Smith one, not the other one. I... What's the other one? Uh, Isn't there Bad Boys with, um... There's Bad Boys 2, and then there's Bad Boys for Life. No, there's. Is, what's the bad boys with uh, the guy uh, Sean Penn? Bad, I don't. Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. No, that's Bad Boys. It's 1983, what? set in a juvie center with Sean Look, Penn. That's, that's easily the lesser known Bad Boys. Ah, uh, 
I've heard it both ways. The whole really? ten yards. Who, who are you wrote, talking to? That's a big Sean Penn fan. Uh, well, not Madonna. Um, <laughs> that's that's not a good one. That was bad. That was bad. Sean Penn. Sean Penn's not a great guy. No, he um, beat Madonna. That's he's a bad guy. The fact that Sean Penn and like um, he's an abuser. Uh, who's the who's the guy that has the show on? Uh, Bill Maher. Uh, are like the go-to like liberals. You know, when oh. people when people are talking about like uh like famous liberals that aren't like politicians, it's always like Sean mm-hmm. Penn and Bill Maher if you're talking about you know, liberals in quotes. Um Alan Baldwin looks good compared to those guys. Yeah, he's he not. As far as I know, he didn't like beat somebody. No, he's mean to his he's he's not like a nice guy though. Oh, yeah, no, to he, him yelling at his daughters. Yeah, and well, he also called the called that person a homophobic slur that one time. He did. He did. He's a real dickhead. Who? Speaking of which, Alec Baldwin was in uh, Francesco Cinquemani's uh, debut film, Andron. Hey, who's? Oh, right, the guy who. Okay, Cinquemani. <laughs> Wait, what did you? Which one did you say? Andron. Yeah. No. Which debut film are you saying he was that- in? That's Andron hey. is the debut film of Francesco. I'm seeing okay because he had a lot. He had a, he had a TV movie before that. Okay, that film has a zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on six reviews. But yeah, it had Alec to... Baldwin, Danny Glover, Skin. Who's Skin? <laughs> what kind of person is just credited as Skin? Uh, oh they, my God, they she, look cool. She is a British singer, songwriter, electronic DJ. All right, I I like skin. I stand. Skin, skin seems fucking dope. I'm a skin stan. Um, yeah, this movie does not seem good either. Only one survives is the tagline for this film. Huh? I wonder who it is. I bet it's Leo Howard. Probably. Yeah, uh, it's got a, a two point seven out of ten with um about two and a half thousand reviews. Which is not promising. The plot- Electrifying new trailer for Andron whisks Alec Baldwin off to the year 2154. What oh, he's weird. a merciless game master, so this seems like a Hunger Games ripoff. Cool. Um, the Mummy TV series, if I can go back to this, seems to be uh, the same exact plot as the Jackie Chan Adventures TV show. Hold on, there's a Mummy TV series? Yeah. Mummy, the animated series. Um, when did that come out? 2000. <laughs> it premiered September 22nd, 2001. This is how our country healed. Um, <laughs> what, did, what did the... WB. What did the world... What did America need in a 9-11 world? The Mummy. Yeah, we needed a Mummy. Um, it says... Oh, okay. It says reruns of the show still aired until 2003. Um, it had two seasons and 26 episodes, but yeah, it seems like a lot of the plot is them trying to get, uh, just various artifacts called like the manacle of Osiris, the cloak of Isis, the scroll of Thebes, the cloak of Isis. Mm -hmm. Isis is different now. This is really a post nine 11 pre Isis world. The bad guy in it. Uh, the mummy was voiced by Jim Cummins, who uh, voiced. We, we all know from uh, the cum jokes. 
I mean, he d- he voiced Pooh and a lot of stuff, like a lot of things. You mean like shit? No, like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. He I also voiced Pooh. he also voiced Pete in uh, an extremely goofy movie. I'm trying to find out if he voiced Pete and he did voice Pete in a goofy movie as well. So well, imagine imagine the mummy just running around sounding like Pete or Pete the was- captain of guards from Shrek. Pete was bad. Pete is a villain. All-time villain. Pete, Pete's just a shitty dad in Goofy movie. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking old school Goofy. Oh yeah, he is a bad guy in the, the whole thing. It's cool that they made a uh, Mummy series. Do you remember the Men in Black series? Yeah, they had the... Uh, speaking of 9-11, they had that bit where... Um, Jay says to Kay, hey, you remember those two towers? I don't think they're going to be so tall anymore. And then they, <laughs> they like crash into it in like a dirigible. Yeah. Well, it, it, Men in Black was really cool because or the animated series was really cool because it took place in an alternate universe. Did it? Yeah, because things are slightly... It didn't take place in the same universe as the movie. Because the characters are portrayed slightly differently. Okay. It's like a a slightly... And, you know, they do that for likeness rights. But, like, the Jay character doesn't have the mustache that Will Smith had in the movie. Um, The K character is not at all um, anything like Tommy Lee Jones. Um, The head of the department, I can't remember his name, but that was Rip Torn, is, like, a completely different character. Yeah. And there's a few tie-ins, but it's like an adjacent reality. And apparently in this adjacent reality, J and K did do 9-11. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm reading this right now. K does not retire. J is still regarded as a rookie despite being good. Uh, L, who was the doctor at the morgue from the yeah, first movie. Yeah, she's blonde in this. Yeah, and she is like a main character. She still joins. The um the chain smoking aliens, uh, don't chain smoke anymore. They're into some pop culture thing. Um, instead, the, the worm guys, zaniacs. Um, yeah, what, what worm guys? That the worm guys. That's who the 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 guys who drink the coffee and smoke all the time. They're called the worm guys. Yeah, they're called the worm guys. I didn't. They don't look like worms. No, they're not, but they're called the worm guys. I mean, I don't... You don't make the rules. You're just repeating it. Yeah. Ron Perlman did a voice in it. Um, Adam Baldwin did a voice in it. That guy sucks. Uh, Yeah, we don't like Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin or Alec Baldwin, which one's worse? uh, God, Alec Baldwin's worse just because you feel like he's bigger. Physically? I think he's bigger. Uh, I mean, he's bigger. Like, he's... He's worse in the same way that, like, getting hit by a semi is worse than getting hit by, like, a scooter. That's a pretty big difference. You could die from both, though. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying that Adam and Alec both contain the ability to kill you if you if they so desire. <laughs> Who's your favorite, um, Men in Black alien? Alien? Mm-hmm. Um, probably Tony Shalhoub. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Jeebs. 
Yeah, you're a big Shalhoub head, though, right? I like Shalhoub a lot. You're Wings, a Shalhoubian. Wings, uh, Monk. Monk. Uh, that one episode of The X-Files where a shadow kills hey, people. Hey, real quick. Can you give me um, a plot summary? Did you watch all of Monk? I watched a lot of it. I don't think I watched all Everything of it. Everything that you've seen of Monk, can you just describe me what the overall story arc of Monk is? Uh, he's trying to find out who killed his wife. That's like the, the, the overall, that's like the big plot, right? Like he was a cop whose wife got killed in a car bomb. And he, uh, he was always like a little OCD, but like was able to his kind of like keep out. it. Yeah, keep it under control. And then when his wife died, he um, kind of collapsed. And the his old police chief is like reaching back out to him to be like, hey, we need your help because he notices stuff or whatever. So they bring him on as like a consultant. Mm-hmm. And then the entire thing is like, you know, the end of the first season, he finds out that... Um, Dick the Whale or uh, Frank the Whale. What's that guy's name? I know they call him the Whale. Um, Dale the Whale. Of course, it rhymes. Dale the Whale. Of course, it rhymes. Um, he was played by Adam Arkin and then in the second season by Tim Curry. Uh, has information on um, Monk's wife's death. So that's like they kind of keep it going. And, and then, why do they call him Monk? That's his last name. Okay. His that name is Adrian sense. Monk, yeah. All right. That's not entirely what I was hoping for. Sorry. Um, do you remember the Jumanji cartoon? They made a Jumanji cartoon? They did make a Jumanji cartoon. I think it only ran for a couple episodes. That was a weird moment in history then, huh? Where they just like made big 90s movies right oh like, 80s movies too yeah that's true because they did the real ghostbusters did you know there was a robocop animated series i did know that yeah i don't know anything about it i don't know how you adapt that's the thing right like oh you just ignore everything that uh robocop was about and now it's just <laughs> a cool looking robot like yeah right because it's to sell like toys and stuff yeah because um, they want you to say i'll buy that for ten dollars uh, I buy that for a dollar. Yeah, but you can't buy yeah. a fucking RoboCop <laughs> toy for a dollar. Uh, it, it's it, about it, profit, it, it, baby. You gotta make it, money. Does it come in a Happy Meal? How much is a Happy it, Meal? It, Happy Meals are more than a dollar now. Probably like five bucks. Last time, yeah, of course, I, nothing is a dollar. An ice cream cone at McDonald's is a dollar. A Happy Meal is at least like five ninety nine. I'm gonna say. HappyMeal.com happymeal.com please tell me the results that is what you chose to google instead of just happy meal price well happymeal.com is is giving me all the lowdown on the toys that are currently available in the happy meal great Um, a happy meal costs I was wrong four piece chicken nugget it's 325 329 a hamburger is four sorry 249 and a cheeseburger is 279 that one is correct so so right now with a happy meal you can get a pick me pop surprise or you can get a Beyblade burst. How are they still making Beyblade? I don't know. Uh, but what's coming next is Trolls World Tour. Baby, 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 and Trolls. <laughs> baby? 
<laughs> Join us uh, this Saturday on um, Twitch. We will be Beyblading. We will be Beyblading. We will be guessing the price of all your favorite restaurant meals. C- come, and um, we're gonna cal- let's say caloric content. <laughs> this um this Saturday at six p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Central, we will be on Twitch and YouTube, waiting in the chat for you to name um items for us to guess the price of. It's like, uh, what's that? Uh, um, the price is right, but um, the I was thinking like prices... supermar- what's the supermarket shopper? What's that? What's that one? What was that one? The price is right. The whole point of Price is Right is how much stuff costs. That's yeah, why but, it's called the Price is Right. But there was a cooler one. That's not the Price is Right. No, there was a cooler one. What the fuck are you talking supermarket about? Sweep. Paul? Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep. Yeah, that what was is cool. This generic off-brand fucking Mega Blocks. You Game had to guess you had about. you were shown a grocery item and you had to guess its retail price. That's the price is right. That's the whole thing, Paul. That's why we know who Bob Barker is. That's why millions of cats are spayed and or neutered. I don't know if you do both. I'm not really sure how that works. I, I believe it's based on uh the genitalia of the cat. Which you know, did you know they made a Beetlejuice cartoon? Yes. Yeah, Beetlejuice cartoon rocked. Uh, yes. Beetlejuice looks oh. weird as hell in it, but... Beetlejuice looked... Um, And I love Michael Keaton, but maybe better. I really like this version of Beetlejuice that they have in the cartoon. Because he's just like... There's none of that like... I, I watched it a lot. I think I watched he's the cartoon. Grosser, for sure. He's for sure grosser. And he's like, wait, I mean, it's Michael Keaton. So Michael Keaton's about as goofy as you can get. Or like as much of a cartoon as you can capture on film. But like they really go into him being a cartoon. Yeah. And and they downplay all of the like tension. I mean, I guess it takes place after the movie. So in the movie, it's like, is Beetlejuice a good guy or a bad guy? In this, it's just like Lydia asks Beetlejuice to help her out with stuff. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And then he fucks it up because he's a crazy ghost. All right, 12 Best 80s Cartoons by Rachel Ashcroft. This is on 80skids.com for mm-hmm. those of you following along at home. Number 12, Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's not a movie. I thought we were doing a thing. Now we're just doing cartoons. All right, I'm going to interrupt you with Alvin and the Chipmunks. Number- cool. Did you know they make did you know that they made Rambo? A movie about First Blood, Rambo First Blood, a movie about fucking how America treated Vietnam vets and tur- and how America's bad and turned it into a cartoon in 1986. Yeah, that's good. You knew that? You're telling yes. me you knew that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Then what was the fucking, what was the thing after the colon? It was Rambo colon something. You tell me what that was. And we can hear you typing because you have a mechanical <laughs> keyboard. Fucking try and type quietly, Paul. <laughs> well, joke's on you. Or hey, admit a- that you don't know about the Rambo cartoon. <laughs> no, I've seen. Pick I've one seen... of the two options. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you're talking about Rambo and the forces of freedom. The forces oh, of freedom. You fuck you. You just scrolled down because it was on that list. <laughs> Because you put up the top 12 80s list, and this is in the 80s. Oh, I guess you know about the fucking Karate Kid cartoon, too. Actually, no, hold on, real quick. Uh, this was actually on Ranker.com. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And Rambo and the Forces of Freedom places that number 80 right in front of Captain N, the Game Master, which is itself ahead of Dino Saucers. Are these Ram- just names, or do you want to explain each individual premise to me? Captain N. Dino game. Saucers sounds kind of cool. You look up the first one you said, I'll look up the second, which is uh, Dino Saucers. You look over whatever bullshit. Captain N, the Game Master? Yeah, what's that about? Because I already know what dinosaurs is about. I'll just tell you, it's about dinosaurs that also spaceships. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Um, no, but it's dinosaurs that also spaceships. <laughs> yeah, yes. The show follows dinosaurs <laughs> in their battles against the evil Tyrannos. Yeah, I don't think you understand. These are intelligent people, dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah. Or other prehistoric Soren species. What's a Soren species? It's a type of dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Captain They're allied and- with four humans known as the Secret Scouts. Okay. Uh, Captain they and come the- from a planet in counter-Earth orbit known as Reptilian. Like what they are. The reptiles. I believe all the dinosaurs had a button on the front of the universe that could instantly devolve them into their primitive ancestor dinosaur state while intelligent, retaining their intelligence and speech capacity. They could be like big, smart, strong dinosaurs. It's a really cool show. Yeah, I know the theme song fucking slaps. Are we going to listen to it right now? I'm listening to it right now. Yeah, well, you're always trying to exclude the people at home. It sounds good, man. You go, everyone listening at home, just pause this episode, go listen to the Dino Saucer Steam song because it is like peak 80s. Um, Captain N, the Game Master, is basically. Oh, you got it? Yeah, put it on. Give, give, give everybody a listen to it. From outer space and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos. The Is this buffering on your end? No, all I'm getting is pure dinosaurs greatness. Okay, because I'm getting like bits and pieces of it on my end. Um, Captain N, by the way, is basically uh, the plot to uh, that one Sega Genesis game where you just get sucked into a video game. Nick's grooving right now. Oh, a snake just came out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about Overlord? No, I'm talking about um the anime where you get stuck in a video game. It's called Overlord. No, the the Sega Genesis game where you get sucked. So there's Comic Zone where you guy gets sucked in his own comics, which is a fucking great game. Oh, um, like uh, Aha. Take on me. Yeah, um, that was an '80s reference for you, Paul. Is yeah. that on your fucking list? Do you is do that you, on your list? Did oh they make God. the Aha music video into a cartoon? Nick, I'm. Let me just go through this list real quick. This is the most unforgettable. Sure, 80s there are like cartoons. 80 things on that list. No, I'm, I don't want to go through. I want to. I want to go to the first thing that I've never heard of. Right, like okay, number let's one go is to the first thing you've never heard. So, of. like number one is Thundercats. We all know Thundercats, Transformers, etc. I'm going down this list. Uh, Inspector Gadget, Snarf. Uh, Rescue Rangers, Simpsons, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, Garfield and Friends, classic, Real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Voltron, Muppet Babies, Care Bears, Jetsons. How long? There's the Gummy Bears. I knew about the Gummy Bears. Spider Man, Super Friends, She-Ra, 
Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. Yeah, you don't know Heathcliff? I know about Heathcliff. I didn't know about the yeah. Cadillac Cats. You don't know about his cool 80s friends, the Cadillac Cats? Snorks is 27, right ahead of Beetlejuice. Snorks? Snorks. Which What's is like Snorks? The, Snorks is like the um, Smurfs ripoff. There's also a thing called Mask, M-A-S-K. Yeah, M-A-S-K. It's, it, they had a lot of cool toys. They're all automobiles. Okay. Hey, okay. Uh, do you know um, about the Cadillac Cats? Okay, so the Cadillac Cats is apparently better than Heathcliff, which itself is 39. So Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats is 24. Do you want to talk about the gang led by Riff Raff? An orange short tough streetwise alley cat whose main residence is one half an old transport plane which stands precariously at the top of a pile of junk overlooking the yard? Sure, he's tough but suave, and he fancies himself incredibly debonair even though he's an alley cat. He's all about those get-rich-quick schemes. And he wears a blue scarf that he wears like a cravat and table leg which he uses as a cane as well as a sideways blue hat. The other cats in the group, in the gang, the titular Cadillac cats with a T instead of a D are Hector, Wordsworth, and Mungo. Which one do you want to hear about? Um, tell me more about Mungo. Mungo is a large, dim-witted purple cat who acts as a <gasps> lackey for Riff Raff. Mungo is often seen wearing a red shirt with a red winter hat. Though dim-witted, Mungo has the skills of an idiot savant in cooking and has a sounding strength and fighting prowess. Mungo is a quote-unquote gentle giant and lighthearted in personality. That's, I mean, that's cool. Riff Raff has a girlfriend named Cleo who lives in a music store. She's a cream-colored cat with long blonde hair. Her fur is a leotard and she wears a pair of pink leg warmers, very 80s. And there's another character, Leroy, a reddish-brown dock-tailed hound dog. He's a dog. They let a dog hang out with these cats. In the Cadillac He tries cats? to chase them out, but to no avail. Other times, he's an ally helping them chase out other outsiders. In the Christmas episode, it's revealed that Leroy isn't part of the gang, but put in charge of guarding the junkyard. Um, question. Uh-huh. Do you know about Camp Candy? Um, No is a cartoon is way down on the list that John Candy provided the voice of like the guy who runs the camp. I'm looking at it now and I definitely see a cartoon character that looks a lot like John Candy and mm-hmm. then a bunch of children that look like just generic uh, 80s kid drawings. Yeah, it seems like a thing that I feel like you would be into. Me? Yeah. Why? Uh, big John Candy fan. Harry Nielsen wrote the uh, theme song, which John Candy. That does sound like something I'd be into. So, um, we should get out of this this hole that I've dug us into. I apologize. Um, this is what happens. What Godzilla animated? Nothing. Yeah, there is a Godzilla animated series. This is what happens, and we've been recording for an hour. So mm-hmm. how the fuck do you think an hour in we climb out of this hole, Paul? I say we start digging sideways and we just go immediately into your topic, the thing that I you looked topic? at. Yeah, the Tiger Man. Oh, Tiger King. You know, let's start it the way that we started um, your thing. What do you think it's about? So I've not watched it. 
but I have seen a lot of stuff on the internet. What I know is that it has a guy named Joe Exotic who may or may not have fucked some big cats. It's unclear to me. He's gay and his got divorced. There is a one-armed in the show they uh, he is portrayed as a one-armed lesbian, but I believe people have corrected the record after the fact to point out that this person is in fact a trans man that was mauled by a tiger. I assume by one of the tigers that Joe Exotic kept. That is correct. I don't know if they ever actually... Um, I feel like he's just there. I don't know how much backstory we get other than was mauled by tiger. Yeah, I, I also uh, Joe Exotic definitely didn't fuck any tigers, but um, okay. he did basically get two straight men addicted to meth and then married them. It sounds like. Can he only because marry somebody if they're addicted to meth? I don't understand what happened, but one of the guys that he was married to was straight before he met them, and then got divorced from Joe Exotic because he stopped doing meth, and then. Um, got another woman that worked at the park pregnant or got a woman that worked at the park pregnant and they are now married. And then um, his second husband accidentally killed himself in a uh, accidental goof. An accidental goof. Okay. He was carrying around a gun and then he pointed it at a guy who was actually Joe Exotic's uh, campaign manager when he was running for president and or mayor or whatever, or both. And then yeah, he um, ran for libertarian. Uh, yeah. And, it? That's, he's what libertarians are and um <laughs> he, he's the poster boy for libertarians we all know you could fucking look at him for one second to be like yeah that's a libertarian uh and honestly like one of the better libertarians like one of the ones that doesn't just want to fuck like preteen girls uh yeah, this is he wants an anti-libertarian f- podcast i think that's because he wants to fuck <laughs> tigers no he doesn't want to fuck tigers um he wants to fuck straight guys that's what he says multiple times he's into that he's a huge narcissist that just wants to like I, I don't know. I guess I, he likes I to guess chase. it's. I don't know if it's better. Like if because there, so there's like that really toxic thing of like straight guys are like oh I'll, I'll you know lesbians are lesbians because they haven't slept with the right guy yet right like the idea that you yeah convert. the whole plot of chasing Amy well yeah, the premise yeah. for chasing Amy but then chasing Amy later subverts in like the third act yeah a little bit it's still not great but it's it's better than it could be um. But this is like a. a, a I mean, but literally, the plot of that. of that movie is that Ben Affleck's character is stupid for thinking that was a thing he could do. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, the plot of reality is that Ben Affleck's character is stupid. <laughs> yeah, but that back tat is good. That's the best part about Ben Affleck. He peaked uh, just over four years ago today. Uh, bat, bat, yeah, Batman versus Superman, Donald Justice came out, and this four is years the ago. last episode of the podcast. <laughs> I hope you all had a great time. Um, I'll just wrap up my Joe Exotic topic because I forgot that my podcast co-host has no taste, so he must have Corona. <laughs> Sorry, COVID nineteen. Cro- coronavirus is a very generic term for viruses, as it turns out. Yeah, it's either a coronavirus or a rhinovirus. Mm-hmm. When it's the common cold, but COVID nineteen, which stands for um, coronavirus, coronavirus disease nineteen twenty nineteen, yeah, because that's when they found it. 
that's when they found it. Um, but it sure sounds something else when you put it all together. Anyway, um, yeah, Joe Exotic's other husband, because he was polyamorous, he did have two husbands. Um, he accidentally killed himself um, because he was pointing a gun at Joe's campaign manager, and his campaign manager was like, don't do that shit. And then um, he was like, it's not loaded, and then pointed at his head and pulled the trigger and did die. It's fucking, it's... Yeah, that's... It's it's fucked up. The entire thing's fucked up. I mean, it's, like, kind of funny in that way that, like, I guess reality TV is, but, like, it's really sad in the same way that reality TV is. Like, these are just... A lot of them are terrible. And Joe Exotic isn't even, like, nearly the worst guy. So people have said he's, like, the, um, the, the Wario to Steve Irwin's Mario. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which is, like, a cute way of putting it, but... I, so I think the, the thing that is weird to me about true crime, and I, like, I should have more conversations with people who are, like, real into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's something just very perverse to me about true crime in general. Well, well, so, so, sorry. Yeah, it's all fucked up. There's a guy that's, like, minorly featured who's, like, definitely also a narcissist and, like, probably a sociopath and is not, um, portrayed nearly as cute as the other people. He's just trying to, like, direct himself, which is Doc Antle. I think I read someone say that Doc Antle's really the Mario. Really the Wario to Steve Irwin's Mario. And Joe Exotic is more of the Waluigi. Okay. Because he is just like aesthetic chaos. And and yes, he is in prison now for possibly hiring um, someone to murder Carol Baskin. His longtime enemy that he was engaged in a lawsuit with who he... And he promotes that she um, killed her husband by feeding him to a, a tiger. Okay. Because she had a rich husband who disappeared. Just completely disappeared one day. And, and his will had been changed slightly before to make her like in charge of everything in the case of his death or disappearance. Hmm. Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, there's a lot of things that make you go, hmm. I feel like that's most of it is like, um, true, true crime is just about finding like, here's a weird story and we're just going to kind of like put the details out there and then people are just like, yeah, okay. You know, whether it's serial or whether it's my favorite murder or Tiger King now, I guess. Yeah, it's um, like a was, bit was, right now to be like Carol Baskin uh, fettered husband to the Tigers. And apparently they reopened the criminal investigation, which is good. Yeah. Because who fucking knows? But Doc Antle's this other guy who's like, um, he's basically like the big Hollywood uh, lion trainer. Like any like big cat or exotic animal that you've seen in like any 90s, early 2000s movies he was involved with. And he basically has like he gets young women to work in his like facilities and then hmm. effectively like coerces them into a relationship, gives them a new name and like makes them have, or like, I guess coerces them into having like plastic surgery. I, w- I was going to say this guy 
looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm trying to do some research because he owns he he works in Myrtle Beach. Yes. And I'm trying yeah, it, to figure out if I had gone to because I went to some sort of like safari alligator zoo thing in Myrtle Beach. You think you've seen him in person? Uh, that's what I'm trying to wonder because he has been in uh, all all your favorite movies, including Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Doctor Doolittle, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls, The Jungle Book, Mighty Joe Young, and The Jungle Book Two. Well, he was he was the the he provided the the animals for it, but he was not like yeah, he in worked the, for it. He was not in it. Yes, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, He's in the credits. Alligator Alligator Adventure, I believe, is the place that I had gone to in Barefoot Landing. Okay, so not the place that this guy runs. So he, just, he probably looks familiar just because he looks like a palette swapped um, teller. Pin. Oh, he, yeah, he does look like one of, the, one of those guys. What's it? What's the what's the guy from Penn and Teller? It's definitely Penn. Penn's the big one. Teller's the little one. It's ironic. Penn Gillette. He looks like a palette swap. Penn, Penn Gillette. Yeah. Penn Gillette brand Gillette razors. Have you has he done that? I feel like it's right there. Let's re. Hey, Penn Gillette, if you're listening, um, we have talk to us. Go through us because we have a direct connection to the Gillette Corporation. From when we um, did commercials for the Star Wars, the Star Wars Story, Rogue One, Gillette 3 branded Star Wars, Star Wars Stories, Rogue One, Roman Razors. Apparently, there's a Mandela effect thing on Reddit. All right. Is, well, is people confusing. And that I'm hearing the Mandela effect siren going off, so I think that's the end of our episode, Paul. Oh, you want, you want to talk more about dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> um I'm so well, so well, how did how did you watch the whole thing, right? I watched the whole thing. How did you feel about it? Man, um cuz did you watch what was the other big Netflix one that everyone watched? How to catch a murderer? The Making of Murder? Making a Murder? No, I didn't watch that. I watched one episode and got so depressed I didn't want to watch anymore. Okay. Um Tiger King is good. It's interesting. It's worth watching. Um it's kind of an insight into like just things that I feel like are very specifically like the 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 dark channels of American culture that are like just outside of the things we all like. Like the dark Florida uh, zoos and just I mean, Joe Exotic popped up for a while on, and it's mentioned the show that he got a big ego boost out of being on the, um, what's the British guy that was good on Community but now sucks on HBO? Um, uh, John, John Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, he was on John Oliver and he was featured as, as just like a funny thing, but I, I don't really have a big moral takeaway. It's, it's very funny right now, but it's also very basic to say, you know, hashtag basic, to say Carol Baskin murdered her husband, but, like, there's a case for it. She seems, um, fucked up. Everyone in it seems fucked up. Everyone in it seems like a bad person, except for, like, the couple guys 
the couple of people who worked on um, the like I don't know the zoo the rescue the thing that Joe Exotic worked with all the wild cats with all the big cats like the workers that they feature in it sound like sympathetic decent people there's one guy that just seems like a fucking burnout that seems super bummed that now he's involved in like a federal murder for hire investigation there's one guy who like it seems like he's had a, a interesting life and found himself in this situation and he's got like basically a joker mobile and prosthetic <laughs> legs okay and and he divorced his wife and now he's living in an RV and like a hangar where he works on things like has project cars and it's just all these strange people that were drawn in I think just by the fact that and, and also the the uh, the guy got his arm bit off like all of these very strange and interesting people are brought together in this way and for some reason it is large cats it's I can't say I learned anything from it or that I have a takeaway ah that's it's some of the the like most surreal cartoonish parts of reality like in that way that I love and and maybe this is why it's good I like stopping at gas stations when they have all the like pamphlets that you can pick out of local attractions and looking through them yeah, yeah. To find like because the you, biggest ball of yarn, or yeah, or, or like the, especially the... when it's around like Pigeon Forge <clears throat> or something like that, and they have these magicians or like these these people, these attractions. I remember when I was a kid, and we stopped at this like um, stuffed woolly mammoth place that had like all these, uh, like it had a giant stuffed woolly mammoth, and then uh, I mean not stuffed, you know, it was a fake woolly mammoth, but it was large and and you could touch it. It was, wo- and then it was they, woolly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it, they had all these like butterflies that were a butterfly collection. And I remember as a kid being very sad inside of that for the guy who worked there. And I do think there's something very interesting as a product of like, I guess, late capitalism about of these roadside attractions and like the culture that exists around them and the people that propagate them. And this is a very strange and sad but interesting scenario that uh has as as was born out of that and it's worth a watch yeah i mean it feels like in some ways it's all like a continuation and this stuff goes way back but like the pt barnum stuff right feels like an old school one of those of like step right up and pay a nickel to see the see the tiger or whatever yeah but i think it's less cynical than that like it's complete because pt barnum's like yeah we'll like stitch a monkey to a fish and tell everyone it was uh oh yeah sure sure he was like a straight grifter yeah these are people that are like i found a mermaid this is real and i'll put my entire life into letting people see this mermaid even if i have to make my own mermaids yeah. Which, how do you do that? I don't know. It's how, just chaos. How do you make a mermaid? I know how you make a mermaid. It's a fish and a monkey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. That's fascinating. It's sad that, like, those are the stories that, like, it's just always weird to see, um, 
because I didn't watch it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. weird to see the the reaction to uh, Tiger King, just to see how many people like got into it. Um, it is fascinating. Like it is a deeply fascinating thing. Everyone in it is terrible. The but, only but, okay people maybe are the workers. But I'm I, I'm not even talking specifically like about Tiger, everything Tiger else King, in life. Yeah, well, but I'm not, but I'm not talking about specifically Tiger King. I'm talking about like these like cultural like touchstones that we have now, especially in the age yeah. of streaming. Um, like the way the Bird That's Box. That's my favorite Sufjan Stevens album. And the age of this age of streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but like the way that Bird Box was right. Like that was yeah. a thing. That was the thing that was. I mean, ninety percent of it is probably like stealth ads. Because they yeah, and it was just a really good movie. Not a good movie. Um, what? It was not good. Um, but but that but, was the best. Uh, the Ju- Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, and she was Sandra way better Fox. in Miss Congeniality. Yeah, um, and even better in Miss Congeniality too. Yeah, but like it, that, that's what's fascinating. Isn't the, it time for Mrs. Congeniality? Um, like hand Handmaid's Tale. Like all the streaming sites are looking for their version of that, right? Like Netflix has had more, I think, just because it's more ubiquitous. Like it's more everywhere. Everyone has Netflix or access to Netflix for the most part. Obviously, that's not a true statement, but um, like Bird Box hit the the making of a murderer, uh, Tiger King. I'm trying to think. Uh, like House of Cards kind of had a thing where it was like. It wasn't the same way. Like there wasn't like, oh shit, my entire timeline is just House of Cards for three days because everyone binge watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there are shows that get big on mm-hmm. these things, and then there are like shows that are like that that are like their moments, and at the same time, like nobody is going to remember Tiger King. I feel like in two weeks unless more stuff comes out the same way that nobody like remembers cereal or gives a shit about cereal until yeah some news about the actual like trial comes back up i don't know that was something we talked about in i think in college in one of the classes of like in the early days of tv when there were like three channels everyone talked about the same thing right you saw basically the same thing like, it was a big deal when the Beatles went on Ed Sullivan, because if you were watching TV, you probably saw that. And now it's weird with, you know, just how many choices we have and how much different content that there actually is kind of like a widespread cultural moment and what it will be that is released that causes those is yeah. something the algorithm is for sure still trying to figure out. But it, it's uh, it's funny that... Um... True crime seems to be, or at least, like I said, the the making of a murderer and, and Tiger King are the two things that like, and serial felt that way. Like serial felt like the moment that people paid attention to podcasts, which is mm-hmm. not like podcasts had been around for like at this point, 16, 17 years. Like they started in 2004 or something like that. Yeah. They're old, well, it- but they didn't really take off until... 08, 09. It's interesting because 
documentaries are good and no one watches documentaries. Right. Why would you watch a documentary? So the fact that there's, and I'm sure throughout like years, there have been good documentaries made. And a lot of those are later adapted into films. But now it's kind of a unique moment where the like serialized documentary is allowed to flourish. And it works really well. I think that's really a new format. I think documentaries existed, but were largely overlooked in a one-off format. But but with the rise of streaming services, making like a serialized documentary series is fascinating to people. Because we love interesting true stories. And the way that Serial was structured and the way that um, Tiger King is structured is roughly the same. Where at the end of each episode a new bombshell drops. Right. Well, it's, and that's an old thing though, right? Like that goes back to, to fucking like Dickens and shit, like Mm -hmm. writing serialized stories or even, um, one of my least favorite HP Lovecraft stories, the, the case of Charles Dexter Ward was a serialized thing. And it does the same, like cliffhangers, right? Uh, Yeah. Lost was infamous for for doing. I know, that. but that what's that puzzle box storytelling? I feel like yeah. in fiction we're very tired of. Yes, in fiction, but it both because this is something that ostensibly was real. I feel like people are yeah willing to give it. Like people are more interested, and also um, maybe less so for serial because that was like a thing you had to wait every week to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the way that you can binge. Something like Making of a Murderer or Tiger King, I think helps. The same way that like people didn't like Lost because of the the cliffhangers and shit. Um, and they and didn't answer any of the mysteries. Where did the polar bears come from? What's the smoke robot? Po- the pol- polar Who's bears. John? The polar bears came from. They were doing experiments on the island. Why did that statue fertility? only have four t- four toes? Was, uh, that that one I don't remember. Um, not important, but. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, like when you have the ability to just like blast through something real quick, mm-hmm. um, it's easier to get over that hump because you immediately get the the instant satisfaction of like, oh my god, what did happen there? Boom! All right, now I know what happened because I'm able to watch the next episode mm-hmm. or move on. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of more examples of these kind of things because I, I I like I wonder if it is just a true crime serialized I'll true give crime you. documentary or um, I'll give you well I don't know I've been watching Westworld the new season and every time an episode ends I roll my eyes and think oh yeah fuck I forgot the show did this and then I you get a malaise because of the second season or whatever happens the narrative disappoints you and then you're like oh they're just people making stuff up they don't know what the fuck's going on like rarely is this actually satisfying right but, but it's and- way more satisfying to just tell a straight story yeah and then it does the thing where like i I don't know westworld is notorious for that but also like leftovers has leftovers is um does some like i feel like there's some cliffhangery kind of stuff in the leftovers there's cliffhangery stuff and it's tolerable in a narrative but it's not like a bombshell drops every single episode yeah leftovers for for the most part is telling a story in the midst of a mystery yeah 
And the mystery, I feel like what works with leftovers is that it's secondary to it. Lost definitely structured from or like had some issues with just that early mid two thousands kind of structuring where they're still figuring out what that kind of TV show was back then. Right. And largely it lost works. But audiences didn't really know how to handle that, and it was a show that was on network TV. It was that net- was weirder than people expected. Yeah. But it was such I mean, it was people talk shit about it now. But like yeah, at the time, but- like Lost was such a big hit that literally every other network made a show that was like trying to be lost. Like yeah, there, but there then so it many ended and it lost. became a bit to make fun of Lost. Yeah. You know. Anyway, everything should end with a cliffhanger, so um you should just end this. A, a drum shell, a bombshell. So uh, I've decided to um, start doing meth, and I'm gonna have a prison date with Joe Exotic where we can watch. Is he in jail? The Scorpion King three. Yes, he is. Okay. He's my jail boyfriend, and I love him. Don't you say a bad thing about him, or I'll get um, I'll find out who who he talked to. Don't kill you could be my carol baskins you got anything you want to plug paul uh no other than our stream i guess what stream the stream that we do on saturdays i guess let's pretend i'm someone that doesn't know about it can you tell me more yeah this you know this podcast that you're listening to right now think the podcast the podcast for learning an educational mm-hmm. podcast uh i like how I, it has two taglines at the beginning yeah um nick and i as part of being quarantined have been trying to do a stream the first two have been rough um some people like it rough joe exotic quote <laughs> is that really a quote that watch the documentary find I'm out i'm not gonna watch the documentary um but we've we've been struggling to figure out how to do twitch streaming and engaging sure. with people oh i have you tried turning your vpns off before you start <laughs> streaming i've heard that's a good um let's call back to earlier in the episode where nick uh, realized that was a problem uh but we've been streaming over on twitch at twitch.tv slash think the podcast think it's just think just think okay um and the first week uh we're also on youtube i guess right yep just look up think the podcast on youtube like and subscribe yeah you'll have to scroll down a bit to find it because it does think you're misspelling think um, one of the main issues with naming the podcast think, but, uh, yeah, we are, uh, attempting to get into the streaming thing, uh, which right now is mostly just more of this, but we can interact with people in live, uh, like real time. Uh, but we may also do, might experiment with doing some video game streaming, uh, soon because, we streamed for like four hours last week. I hear this Saturday, Thimp will be streaming um, Custer's Revenge? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Nick and I spent like th- 45 minutes looking at the menu for um, the Cheesecake Factory and, and learning about the history of the Cheesecake Factory. So if that sounds exciting to you. Um, it it was sounds ex- exciting to me, a character that is not Nick. <laughs> um but yeah that that is going on i guess we're, we just got a standing reservation for saturday's 
uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances. No one's going to stop us except maybe a VPN. So, do you have anything you want to plug, Nick? Oh, hey, I'm back. I'm Nick. That was someone else. Um, How'd you know about the VPN issue if you weren't Nick? Calls coming from inside the house. Yeah, um, I live in the walls. Oh, actually, I do have another thing that I want to plug. Uh, It's not any of my own personal stuff. Well, no. Upstairs released some demos last week, I think, for uh, when Mm -hmm. Bandcamp Day happened. Um, Some of the stuff that we've been working on since people moved to Chicago. So it's very different from our upcoming, like, EP and album, which at this point are still entirely up in the air because of COVID-19. But I think we are planning on continuing to do that of some of the stuff we've been working on and just basically putting out. I've been calling them, quote, demos. Um, I don't think uh, other members of the band think of them that way. So uh, we'll see what happens if they get added to or whatever. But um, I think we're going to maybe try to do another pair of songs uh, sometime in the next week or two. I wanted to plug um, my friends in the band Upstairs released um, something last week, which title I was confused by. Hilljack? Hilljack, Black White. Bundled um, with. It's bundled with. Okay. Is that a normal thing? Yeah, that's the thing that when you do an A side and a B side, that's like the A side is bundled with whatever the B side is. It's like an old style um, I, was, I love old style. Shout out to the Chicago beer. The, the beer of Chicago. Um, yeah, so, so that's Hilljack and Cedar are the two songs. Hilljack and Cedar. Check them out. As for me, I got nothing this week, but I got a line of clothes coming out. Um, a one-man show that will be opening off-Broadway. Um, a, a noise project. Um, and I'm pitching, <laughs> I'm pitching a docu series to True TV, uh, in the future. So keep an eye for that, babies. Okay. What things did I say? Did I mention um noise project? No, I got that. Did I mention my uh, drag racing? No. Okay, good. Do not want to talk about that one on the air. Yeah, take that offline. Take it offline. Speaking of taking it offline, you can take off your Themkin helmets because it's time to end the episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't think too, too hard, hard without, without us. us. Yeah. You got one, Paul? Because um, I got two. I have two now. And you could have took one, but you didn't. Uh... Uh, I I had one, but I don't want to say it. So go ahead and take no, it. No, say it. You have to say it. You can't just bring it up and then not. No, say no, it. no. It's bad. No, give me it. <laughs> Two in the thick. Yeah, finish it. Finish it. One in the thing. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. This sucks. I hate this. <laughs>